We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky, and Grayson, in a great deal of irony, lost his voice. But we have someone very special for you. We have the one and only Christy Sproul from Voice Chasers. Hey, Christy, how are you doing? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, who you are and Voice Chasers? Sure. Well, I'm Christy Sproul. And about 20 years ago, I started VoiceChasers.com. Uh, and about, I'll, I'll give you the backstory. About two years before that, there was a show called Animaniacs, as probably everybody knows on this, that's probably listening to the podcast. It was about 90, 1994. And uh, my friend and I were watching Animaniacs. We're also really, really big Ninja Turtle fans. And she said, Yakko sounds like Raphael. And I said, You're crazy. <laughs> and that kind of started the whole thing because back then, if you remember, I mean, the internet was still really young. Yeah. Really wasn't a World Wide Web established much yet, right? Um, we were still on this thing called Prodigy, which was even before AOL. Wow. Uh, and it was kind of a bulletin board system. I don't know if you remember Prodigy, but. And, uh, and so it started because um, Animaniacs was one of the few shows at the time that actually showed which actor played which character. And if you watched any shows back in the 80s and 90s, typically in the credits, it was just a big block of, of names. You weren't sure who was who. Yeah. Um, so there was, really wasn't a resource for, for finding this stuff. Um, <clears throat> so Animaniacs became the keystone. And what we would do back then was we would videotape every cartoon that was on at the time. We would fast forward to the credits. We would write all the names down on a sheet of paper. We would look at Animaniacs or whatever other shows we had credits for that we knew what characters were what and say, okay, this, this actor is also in the show. Let me rewind the show, listen to it again, and then we would compile all these lists of by show and then by actor. And we had a couple of us on Prodigy, and we would just kind of amass all this data. Um, wow. And then about 96, uh, my parents had some you know web space on their ISP. I decided I learned how to code, and I decided just to put all this data up online. Um, it was all hard links; it wasn't dynamically linked. Um, so you can imagine it was it was very it was very much a labor of love uh, oh, maintaining man. all this stuff, right? <laughs> and then, and then uh, I started getting emails from voice actors because they would find themselves online, and the first person that ever contacted me was was Joe Alaski who was, uh, you know, that was uh, Daffy Duck uh, and oh Puffy Duck and Tiny Toons and stuff like that, right? What? So I got this email from Joe Alasky and was like, holy cow, I know who you are. And he said, here, here's my updated resume. Here's my headshot. Here's my demo. And so now I have actual factual data besides what we, you know, did by listening, what we call voice chasing and stuff we found in the library. <laughs> and then, then they would keep contact, you know, Bob Bergen would get in contact with me. So I would just start meeting all these people and then I would go to cons and meet them. And it's just become this thing. And, and we're still going, we're still doing interviews with people. We're still uh, updating the database. I don't even, we have tens of thousands of actors and, and hundreds of probably thousands of credits now uh, wow. in there. Um, so yeah, it's a crazy story, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing getting to meet all these people, as you as you know, and probably some of the people on, uh, that have met them at conventions know they're just the most generous people on the planet. So I'm very lucky in that regard. So. 
that's my story. That's fantastic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, wow. Like, cause I remember right. as I remember as a kid, the first time, um, that I realized, uh, who Tara Strong was. I think, yes. I, I think like my, cause my sister and I, when we grew up, we, we would bicker a lot, but anytime TV and cartoons came on, like we were on the same page and then we were yep. like, wait a second, Tara Strong's that person. Wait, she's also here. Wait a sec. There's more. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's then pretty we, crazy. When you just start hearing people and you're like, hey, wait, I know that that voice from somewhere else. Yeah. That's so yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. And so yeah. like you told me actually that you were at the premiere of um of I Know That Voice. I was. I got to go out there. Um I donated to the they had an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, when they were trying to to raise money to make the movie, and of course, when I start when I first heard about the movie, I'm like, oh my god, this is a documentary I've been waiting for for like 15 years or whatever, um, because no one had <clears throat> made a documentary like that before on the stuff that pretty much nobody else knows about. Yeah. Uh, all these people, how great they are, and uh, and yeah, so I so I donated some money um, and I got to go to the premiere in Hollywood. It was at the Grauman's, uh, the Egyptian Theater in in Hollywood. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, everybody was there. It was like star studded from a voice acting perspective. It was just all A listers and and all these great people. Um, and there are, and a lot of them are in the movie. It's 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 so nice to see them, you know, getting the recognition they deserve there. And and as this um, as this documentary has been on Netflix now, more and more people are seeing this. It's it's great. And you know, and then we're getting contacted because people are like, oh, I had no idea these were the same people I've been hearing like my whole life. Right. So, pretty cool yeah yeah man that's and so when what, what was your reaction when you first saw the documentary so i got to see it um yeah i got to see it at the premiere the place was packed um like june foray was there and um well don dimaggio is the producer on it you know, yeah. he, he says it's kind of his love letter to the to the industry um and you know david k was there and Gene general Taylor was there and so i was sitting amongst all these people um and i and the documentary was was great. I, I loved just seeing them on the screen and talking about stuff for me. It was a lot of stuff I knew, which but it was still cool to just hear them uh, talking about their their craft. Um, um, but yeah, it was just just being there with all the other people in the same room already, you know, was was amazing in, in itself. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Man, so I I guess since you've been voice chasing for so long yeah. i guess a, a lot of these voices i i guess the aha moment wasn't as big for you as it was for me because i i'm watching oh, this thing i'm like right what wait wait what do you yeah what do you mean yeah yeah i had two aha mo- well they weren't really aha moments they were like holy holy crap moments even though i i'm pr- probably a little more jaded than most people right that you know haven't been exposed to this stuff for so long but um i had my two like big moments was the first one was um, Eric Bauza, who I got to meet at this premiere, which I'll tell you a story in a minute. But um, Eric Bauza in the film, if you remember, there's that there's kind of this animation with Chris Rock, and it's kind of a throwback to the Oscars when he kind of uh, was had not not I wouldn't say not so nice things, but they he was kind of downgrading the craft of voiceover mm. at the Oscars. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Um, yeah, and so they were kind of making fun of that, and there was someone doing a Chris Rock impression um, to this animation, 
And when they pulled back, they showed it was Eric, Mm -hmm. who is this Canadian dude, uh, Asian guy. And it's just like, holy cow, that was that that um, that impersonation was amazing. Uh, And and I've and now I mean, now his uh, that I've gotten to know him and stuff. And he's so versatile. He's probably one of the most versatile people in the industry, in my opinion, Uh, and the nicest person, too. Um, so that was one aha moment. The other one was um, <clears throat> when uh, they're interviewing Dee Bradley Baker, who's another mm. one of my favorites, and he's doing those creature sounds in the in the oh bass or the, oh uh, the glass. And you're yes. like, holy cow, how did he? <laughs> and he kept, he just kept going. He just kept yes. going. I'm like, oh my word. I didn't even think. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how, yeah. how, how do you even know? I know, I know. It's it's he's the he's the new Frank Welker for sure, and <laughs> and and it was funny because when I was rewatching it at home, uh, and that scene came on, both of my cats were kind of sitting around, and then as soon as he started making those noises, their heads flipped around to the words <laughs> of the TV. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> he even fooled them. So <laughs> it's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> oh goodness, that that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was just so so when I saw the movie. Uh, for the first time, because um, for this podcast, this is like my second time watching it. I remember the first time I saw the movie, I was just in awe of yeah. just how, um, just uh, the history of it, the history of how long um, voice acting has been around. Because I remember, you know, growing up just seeing cartoon characters and being, oh, no, that's that character. Like, that's just yeah. what they sound like. But like yep. seeing how um, and hearing all these interesting stories of like how these char- how these actors put these voices and these identities to these characters is just amazing. Yeah, that's the real craft is it's not just a voice. It is creating a character. And if you can act as that character, you know, sing as that character, uh, laugh as that character and keep that yourself in that character for, you know, four hours during a session. I mean, that's, that's really the hard part that mm-hmm. people don't really even understand how, how really difficult that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I, re- I remember like a, a, for me, it was around like middle school. I was like, I'm going to be a voice actor. Cause yeah. I have yep. all the, vo- I can do all these impressions. I'm going to yes. do it. And then like, after, especially after watching this documentary, I'm like, uh, Four hours. That's that's a commitment. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That, yeah. Was, was that the case for you at all? Like, did you ever like growing up? Were you like, you know what, I, I, I could, I could do this. No, I, I, for me, this whole thing has a lot of people ask me that because they're like, well, do you want to do this work? And I'm like, no. Uh, you know, I a I don't have the acting chops, and b I after watching these people for so long, I know how hard it is. And for me, it's always been more of like, like art appreciation, <laughs> like oh, yeah. people that like, like art, like, you know, uh, paintings and stuff that can't paint like me, yeah. uh, or people that appreciate music, but can't really play an instrument. So for me, I just so appreciate the art and the craft of, of what they do, because I, I recognize how really hard it is to, to do all that stuff. It's pretty amazing. Wow, yeah, that's really yeah. great. So you're like almost like a art curator. Yeah, yeah. I'm the connoisseur of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I think the uh, I think for me, um, 
I'm trying to think because like when um, I can, I'm trying to remember who said this, but um, oh, because um, you're better at the names than I am. Um, yeah. He's the voice of Brain. Of who? Uh, he was the voice of Brain from Peaky. Oh, Brain. Maurice LaMarche. Yes. When he said he was a kid and he did the impression, I was like, I'm sorry, you're, you're just butchering this impression. Yeah. I, I was like, th- that voice for me was Scooby-Doo growing up. Uh, yeah. I like kids would uh do scoop like they like um let me see if I could find it real quick. They they do something like Rye, I'm Ruby Roo. I'm just like listen, listen, no. You, first off you're do, you're, you're doing Astro. Rye Rye Ruby Roar. It's like he he has the he speaks the words, but Scooby he repeats and he is more of a bark like I'm Scooby Doo. Like he he does that and I would just like be on right. people that cuz I loved Loved, loved, loved watching all those shows growing up, and I had, I had that. Like when he said that, I'm like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only yeah, one. yeah. But, but uh, Scooby and Astro are the same voice actor, or they were uh, when Don Messick. Yeah. Them, so I remember, yeah. like when, when I realized that, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's because <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I even just coming up with like two different dog voices after you do Scooby, it's just like I, that's it. That's that's yeah. the, then you have Astro. It has and he. I just geeked out, like just just looking at like how do these people come up with these individual like yeah. voices and characters and energies? It's just like it's yep. um, it's fantastic. No, I was gonna say, and they're all distinct. I mean, you know, very very from Astro distinct. to Scooby to Muttley, same guy. You know, <laughs> oh, yes. kind of stuff, right? So I mean, all the same, all the same actor, but completely different takes on the you know characterization. Yeah. Oh, so amazing. So um, with with the movie, is there anyone in the movie that um, you have yet to interview that you'd want to interview? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say D is uh, top of my list. Corey Burton is probably number one on my list mm-hmm. uh, because um, from a versatility standpoint um, and also just his knowledge of the radio days yes. um, and the way that he can, I, I, you probably heard his announcer voice before, which is just completely, you know, exactly that, that, uh, that, that tone and uh, that used to have back in the, the radio days. Yeah. Um, and his, his knowledge of like even just microphones and like stuff like that. It's just crazy. Uh, I would love to talk to him. He's, he's, he's probably my, I would say he's probably my favorite uh, that's, that's working today. Um, but yeah, D, uh, Eric Bowser, I had the pleasure of interviewing, which was wonderful. He's a, he's a wonderful person. And, um, I don't know if you've seen, speaking of announcer voices and versatility, but did you, did you see the community episode, the GI Joe, uh, community episode, yes. the, the Tate, which was amazing. Yes. Um, and they brought back like Michael Bell and stuff for, oh my and, gosh. uh, yeah. And, and that's Eric, that's Eric Bowser doing that announcer voice. What? At the begin- during the yeah, so that's Tiger Claw from the Turtles, right? He's doing that announcer voice, and he's doing those. They had those little uh, TV commercials with the toys in between the little in between the spots. That's yeah. him doing that announcer voice, and um, just crazy, crazy talented guy. He's actually an an he actually was an animator. He worked with John Kay, uh, who did like Ren and Stimpy and stuff. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got into voiceover, uh, and it's nuts. So, man, 
That's wow. So, yeah. oh man, I, I, I most of the, just so much of me watching this movie and just even looking into just like voice actors and finding the different voice. Cause I, I stopped the movie and just like, wait, I, I mean, I know this, it's uh, terribly ironic, but I do, I know that, what else, what else do I know him from? I'm just like, yep. oh, oh, this, he's done everything. Every, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's always the same that there's a very elite uh, group of people, you know, uh, and it's, it's a very, very hard thing to break into, but yeah, it's the same guys because they're just so talented and they can use them for so many different things. Uh, and they, you know, they don't need to have a long session because they're so talented. They could do the stuff on the fly. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, they could do it in one take. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Man, yeah. I think my favorite, one of my favorite people, cause I didn't realize this until like years later. Cause I, Hank Azaria, I loved him yeah. um, in Huff. I watched Huff. That was my first exposure. Well, I, I thought that was my first exposure to him. And then when I realized yep. he was Lou, Chief Wiggums, and Mo, yep. I was like, what? Hey, what yeah. can't? And then he, and then his whole story about like it just being a bad impression of, yep. of all these other people. I'm like, Hank Azaria, I didn't. I just want to shake your hand. Like, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's talented too. Yeah, everybody on the Simpsons, you know, everybody, almost everybody's doing multiple, multiple voices. So, yeah, I did. I didn't realize uh, that um, Nancy Cartwright also did um, Ralph and and, yep. um, and Nelson. It's just like Nelson. Yeah, she oh. does. That. <laughs> yeah, laugh. Yeah. Like I. That's great. Because this time when I was watching it, um, I noticed how it is. Because I can see them do the voices. And then in my head, I'm like, wow, they're doing a really good impression of themselves. Yeah. But yeah. then when I see the, when it cuts over to the cartoon, I'm like, I, I can only see these characters. I can't even see the person. Right. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Since you've been voice chasing for so long, does that still happen with you? Or do you sometimes just see the people it's like, oh yeah, that's this person. Oh, like when I'm watching a show, I, I recognize or yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time, but especially commercials too. I mean, like the Lexus commercial comes on, I'm like, oh, it's Maurice LaMarche. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you knew that. He he does all the Lexus ads now. Um, really, he's just so good at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing all the Lexus ads these days, and um, yeah, just watching watching a commercial, and you know, my ears perk because there's. <laughs> There's a certain, especially from the 80s and 90s when I was actually doing the voice chasing and like doing the listening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, exercise. Um, those guys are just implanted in my, those voices are just implanted in my brain. So as soon as one of them shows up, my brain goes, oh, there's Jim Cummings. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of. Oh, man. Uh, all the time. It's, it, <laughs> but, uh, but even like hearing them in a, but even though I know who it is, mm-hmm. I, I believe it's a character and it's not just, you know, him talking versus when you hear a celebrity that you recognize the voice for. Right. You kind of, it, I think it's kind of distracts from the performance personally, but yeah. Well, I, I'd love to talk more about that. Cause I think it's so interesting because yeah. we we've done um, on our podcast, we've done a few animations. Um, okay. I, I'm sorry. I said that so weirdly. <laughs> we've done a few, <laughs> we've done a few animations here. Um, <laughs> We've reviewed a, a few animated movies. Um, and I think the yeah. most recent one being Shark Tale uh, with oh, yes. um, Will Smith. Angelina you know, Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie <laughs> Will Smith. Um, 
Jack Black. A lot, uh, Jack Black did more a little bit of a character voice, but a lot of these yeah. actors were prominently being themselves. Um, yeah. What what, what what do you think about just the idea of the celebrities being kind of themselves <laughs> in movies versus um, these uh, the more so the character voices and kind of creating those things or those distinct personalities. Yeah. I mean, most of these guys are used to on camera um, and not used to being a character actor. Um, I mean, there are, there are some celebrities that actually are really great at character acting like Robin Williams was Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, And you can tell who's good at character acting and who's not. Um, And like I said, for me, um, it's 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 distracting. I just saw, oh, I just saw Secret Life of Pets. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it yet. No. And uh, yeah, where where you just I, I hear Louis C.K.'s voice and I'm like, okay, I know who that is, and it's and it's distracting to me. Uh-huh. Um, and it just just takes away from the performance and the the film overall. Just for me, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't happen to. A regular, you know, moviegoer, <laughs> but right. But for me, it's definitely uh, a, a distraction, and I feel like, you know, there's there's so many really good uh, people who are good at voice acting um, that could, could that could do that performance way better. But you know, the studios feel like it's a it's a it's a marketing draw, which I don't really agree with, but mm-hmm. um, because. A kids don't know who Louis C.K. is, and B I doubt, <laughs> and and B I doubt the parents are taking the kids so they can hear Louis C.K. in the film. So uh, <laughs> that's my opinion. But. Yeah, there's. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe there are some kids who are just petitioning. Listen, we need a Louis C.K. film that our parents can take us to. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I, I I I don't get it, but I have to say um, that. Disney, I feel, does a really good job, even though they they tend to cast more um, on camera people for um, for their films for the for the lead roles. But I feel like they're not a list celebrities, and they're not doing it just for the name. Right. Um, like I was just looking at the Moana cast; they just um, they just released um, a lot of the other characters that are going to be in the film, and I think most of them are largely unknown. Uh, most of them are from New Zealand or Hawaii. Um, I didn't know. I only knew, well, The Rock, of course. And um, Jermaine Clement, who was in Rio, who was uh, um, the cockatoo, the, the evil uh, cockatoo yeah, in Rio. Yeah, yeah, um, And then Alan Tudyk, who's a great character actor, so I didn't mind that. But everybody else is largely unknown. Um, so it feels like that studio really understood. They really cast based on, you know, performance and who's best to play the character versus just getting a name uh, right. for, for marketing purposes. So, like, like, uh, like Illumination does, tends to do and DreamWorks tends to do that. Yeah. Stunt casting, we call it, yeah. I think that's really, uh, I mean, it's, it's an interesting point because, I mean, like most movies, you're going to want to star a cast of people who yeah. can kind of get butts and seats. Uh, but, like, I... I I think when, especially when it's going to be animated, like the, the, it's kind of, the purpose is kind of almost for them to not be themselves. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I, I think it's, uh, I I think it's, I think it's something that, um, I definitely 
respect in a completely new light, especially with this movie, because um, yeah, because I I just remember like so many years just thinking I after I saw Scooby Doo the live action Scooby Doo, yes, I completely annoyed my parents um, because the entire rest of the time we were together, I just talked like Shaggy or Scooby. Because <laughs> um, I, I, it's just, it was just so much fun to me. I'm just like, I just love those voices, and just to like kind of see just the work that it goes into, like creating that characterization. And it's just, it's yep. not just like, oh, a, a silly voice kind of thing, like exactly what they're saying. They said, no, first and foremost, you need to be able to act, you need to be able to say yep. these um, lines in all these different ways. And um, and to be able to like be someone completely different than you were four hours ago, it's like oh yes, wow! Yep. Like they like I'm watching and listening to like a a piece of art. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, even talking to yourself and two you know two characters talking like yeah. you, there's video of Frank Welker just having a conversation and you can they're completely distinct and if you weren't watching the video of him doing it you you would never know you know yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing yeah typically on our podcast we have these different segments where we go into like things like headcanon um or um second take title or kind of recast and remakes which doesn't necessarily apply to a documentary but i did yeah. want to see if you had like a or two two questions. One, if you had like a dream cast, if you were to cast a movie, um, <sighs> like who would you? Wh who it would be? It would be an animated movie. Who would be your dream cast? Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. Well, it would. I would say it would depend. It's hard to say because it would depend on what the movie was. Because I would want to cast the character based on what I know of the character. I would want to. Uh, who I would cast as the actor. So it'd be hard for me to to do that. Um, but I mean, gosh. All right, here I'll I'll make it okay. a little bit easier. I'll narrow it down. Um, I'm trying okay. to. Think. <laughs> All right, so one of my hmm, let me think because I'm I'm going to try to stay within the theme. Um, okay, what's one of your favorite animated films? Let's say Zootopia since it's newer, but it's yeah. one of, I would say it's my favorite in the past five years or so. So good. So, which was wonderful. Yes. All right. So if you were to re oh. so if you were to revoice cast oh. Zootopia with On your with your all star cast. Yes. <laughs> um I don't even know if I can. Because I feel like I I feel like uh the people in that that they cast were actually good, even though, you know, um, for the role, I'm trying to think of like, uh, I, I don't know. I can't do it on the spot. Yeah. Um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll really blowing this segment here. You, no, you you do, you're doing great. No, <laughs> I, I, I would say this. Um, my initial go-to is Hank Hazaria as everyone, <laughs> literally everyone. There you go. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I, I would probably say just in the I would say I love Jim Cummings, um, yeah, and his I, I I think ever since you know the Jungle Book, um, yeah, I was just like 
because that's one of my favorite all like all time movies. I'm just like, oh man, like he he can do almost like the same voice, but like just the way he does it, just uh, yeah. just slight just slight changing it, and it's like a villainous character. Yeah. Um, I would say yeah. him for um, Jim Cummings. I I want him to be like the uh, the Idris Elba police uh, yes. character. Yes. Um, the Bogo character, yeah. Yeah. And then I would probably say just default because I, I ooh, I say Cree Summer as um the lead bunny. As Judy. Yeah, okay. Judy. Um I can see that. And then I'm trying to think because Jason Bateman did good as the Fox. I'm trying to think of someone right in that. Um hmm. yeah, you're right. This is tough. <laughs> It's hard. It's it is hard, especially because now I I know those characters so well. So the, the voice is kind of like ingrained, you know. I know exactly. Um, who voiced um, Cosmo from uh, Fairly Odd Parents? Oh, Darren Norris. Yes, him. Yeah. Okay, he has a very announcery voice. Yes. Yeah. He has that it, kind of yeah. I, I feel like he could uh, sell a sell a con pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. He's he's actually playing Phil Hartman. I don't know if you heard. He's playing Phil Hartman in the new biopic. No. Uh, it's a live action. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh, I'm so yeah. glad they're doing um, a Phil Hartman biopic. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And I think Jason Priestley is directing it or producing it or both. Um, and Tara Strong is the one that suggested that Darren, that they that they cast Darren in that role. Oh, um, oh yeah. And he looks like, like if you look at pictures side by side, he looks uh, very similar. To, oh, absolutely. To yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, oh man, and I think that's I think that's that's who I would cast, and then everyone. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, actually, let me ask you this. Um, I guess from your experience, how many people typically um, go into since since so many actors can do so many different voices? How many typically go into like a production of a show or a movie? I'd say. Because I was curious about this, since so many of them can do so many different voices, um, how many? Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I... Well, well, I think from a um, like a, a SAG after union rule standpoint, they can do. I think they get up to three voices in a in a show um, or episode um, for the same um, price, wow. um, and then after that, they have to pay them extra. So. Typically, they don't do much more than that unless they're doing, you know, um, uh, Walla or some kind of, you know, looping. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, but but actually, when you were just saying um, earlier that that Hank Azaria should be every voice, I was thinking, I mean, honestly, if if they did an animated series, they could probably cast like three or four people for like the entire if they wanted to yeah um they could cast the three or four most versatile people and just fill the whole cast with you know that many people because uh, that's how good they are yeah but um but yeah i mean it depends it depends on the on how many characters there are and sometimes they'll do like if you remember like the original ninja turtles you'd hear rob pop up as like a you know pizza dude or something like that um yeah and uh yeah yeah because they could they could get up to x number of voices uh, out of somebody uh, X number of characters out of, per the contract. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, it, it depends on, and it depends on the casting director, um, I guess. So it depends on how big the film is and, and how many, you know, 
voices they need. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that. That I really think that's a good idea. I think if they haven't done it yet, I think that would be yeah. such a fun show. Just like get three people, yeah. nine characters, and that's it. Yeah, that would be a cool exercise, actually. And then, and then if you go to like cons now, I mean, with um, which is great. There's so many voice actors that are attending as guests these days, but. Um, I was talking to one of the guys that, that actually uh, manages the talent, and he's like, I can, we can, um, you know, sign, like, four of these guys to be guests, and it covers, like, cast of, like, five or six different series. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, so no matter what show you've been watching, they are probably been on it. So, uh, you know, it's not just, like, you know, getting somebody from, like, I don't know, some live-action show. I was trying to think of one, but... You know, that's been in that one show, and that's what they're known for. Right. Uh, but these Dawson's guys have been Creek. into so many different series. Huh? I, I was just saying Dawson's Creek. I don't know why that was yeah. the first show that <laughs> came to mind. Or like Walking Dead, right? Yeah, there it goes. Hey, I know that guy from Walking Dead, and that's all he's done. I'll go say hi to him, but if you have never watched the show, then he doesn't really apply to you. Right. But with, you know, having these voice actor guests, I mean, they, they cover the gamut of just so many different uh, shows and movies and stuff. Uh, it's It's... You know, anybody can walk them and be like, oh, my gosh, you were in the show that I watch. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, so now I'm going to go. We're going to go into the second of the show where we just give our reasons to recommend um, this movie, uh, actually. So, okay. uh, Christy, why, why would you... I recommend. Yeah. Re- uh, reasons to recommend. OK. Are we doing cons too or is that a different segment? <laughs> Actually, go ahead. You can give both reasons to recommend and one not to. Okay, I'll give I'll give both. Okay, okay. so well, if for those who have who like animation at all or have seen a animated film, I mean, or even just heck, watch the commercial, right? Um, mm. I think this gives a really good insight into the um, into the the world of, of voiceover that is very much uh, you know. Um, very anonymous, mm-hmm. um, very nebulous to a lot of people. They don't really understand what goes into that that craft and the the whole process and stuff. Um, and just getting to know these people, I mean, they really deserve a lot, a heck of a lot more recognition than they get, which is why Voice Chasers exists. Yeah. And so, just having this out in the public, um, people have been coming up to me that know I've that I run Voice Chasers, like people I work with and stuff. And they're like, oh, my gosh, have you seen a documentary? I'm like, oh, yeah. And they said, you know, I just learned Bobble so-and-so does this voice and this voice. I said, that's right. And so, like, this people come, like it's becoming more common, uh, and it's so cool to see um, them getting that, that kind of recognition that they deserve. Yeah. Um, so for, for those reasons, I, I would definitely recommend, especially if, you, if you're not familiar with, uh, with the craft at all. And then my, my cons, it's, my cons are more probably because I am a little bit jaded, um, but, <laughs> but I wish they had gone more into the, the technical aspect of the craft, hmm. which probably wouldn't be, you know, it's probably not for that wider audience. It probably wouldn't appeal as much. That's just me, my personal uh, thing. I wish they had gone more into that. Um, and I felt like the, I felt as much as I liked the film, I felt it was a little disjointed that mm. it didn't really have much of a narrative or like a through line. It was kind of segmented into different segments, but there wasn't kind of a common theme like that we were getting to or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It's um, a, it was like a compilation almost. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's probably my biggest criticism. But but overall, I mean, I think it's it's just great it, that they even did this. So Yeah. Real quick, just because I'm curious, what what kind of technical things like would would you have liked to um, see? I would have liked to see them do more like on um, on looping and that process of looping, which is so complicated, which I had no idea until I did an interview last year uh, with somebody. It's amazing uh, what goes into like looping and and Walla and um, dubbing and all that stuff. I wish they had gone a little bit more into those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that, you know, general public wouldn't be able to sit through that much. But for me, that's that's the really interesting stuff uh, for me. Or like even like trailers and stuff like that. Like the different segments of the business. Yeah. It was more focused on, focused on animation, which is great. But, um, but I, I wish it had gone more into those other areas a little bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, I would have too. I didn't know any of the things you just said. Oh, uh, and I'm really <laughs> interested. Yeah, I mean, I could talk, if you want to talk about looping, I could talk to you about that, but I don't want to derail the conversation. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we, we will, we will have it, we will have a conversation about looping. I'm, it, it will happen. <laughs> uh, All right, fair enough. Perfect. Um, yeah, and I, I, I personally would just give my, my reason to recommend this movie is just like, it's, it's a great, like you were saying, it's a great entry level at the very least to just a behind the scenes look at some of the um some of the artistry that goes into voice acting like because i i've i've been guilty of that person who's just like oh yeah you just make the voices and then you get made money it's it's just that simple but like it really helped me to appreciate and to just really see all the work that goes, or not even all, some of the work uh, that goes into yeah. um, voice acting, um, and just how man, like the whole video game segment, it's just like, oh man, just y- yelling and getting punched yeah. <laughs> that many times, like that's that's a that's something that I, I didn't even consider, and now it just, I think it helps me to see animation um, or see that le- level of animation um because yep. it really is the same like i i would say it's you know like the we've talked about like when we rewatch jungle book and just like oh man the movement of like these animals and like they look so real and it looks so natural um yeah. and that's the same with the voice like the voice is doing that same thing for that character um and yep. i i'd say I'd recommend it, and I, I guess my only uh, con is that um, I didn't know what looping was and walla, but now I get to have that conversation, so I'm happy about it. We that. will have that conversation, yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, that does it for our review of I Know That Voice. You can watch a movie. It is currently on Netflix. Highly recommend it. And if you haven't watched it, this conversation has probably been somewhat confusing. Um, but let us know what you thought of the movie. If you've seen it on Twitter, we are at Flashback Flicks. And let us know what you thought of this review and conversation over on iTunes. Leave us a tra- uh, <laughs> leave us a review in the form of a movie trailer. Like, in a world where this podcast exists. It was good.
or or, <laughs> or it was good only because Christy was here and she gave all the great information. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Christy, uh, tell them where they can find you. Oh, sure. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Voice Chasers, uh, on Facebook, I think it's slash Voice Actors, uh, Instagram also um, slash vo- at, vo- at Voice Chasers. And if you're on Flickr, um, I actually have an album with photos from the premiere of I Know That Voice. If you want to take a look, if you go on Flickr, I think it's flickr.com slash Voice Chasers, um, you can find the album on there from you, 2013. You absolutely can. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave um, we'll leave that a uh, link to that in the show notes. Perfect. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much for being here, Christy. Uh, you made this such an enjoyable conversation. Cannot thank, thank you. you a enough. pleasure and an honor. A pleasure and an honor. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until next time, remember to be kind and rewind. 